This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Imagine the Colts hiring Jeff Saturday to be their head coach. I mean, come on now. Interim or not. Hey, here's a guy who was a great player for our organization. He's a broadcaster, so he must know something about what's going on currently. Let's make him our head coach to the point where they don't even have a guy that is capable of calling plays. I mean, oh, my God, what an embarrassment the Colts have become. I'm telling you, and I know I'm a Matt Ryan uh, fanboy. I'll admit it, and deservedly so. You guys know I rip players left and right. Doesn't matter what team they play for, team I root for, team I don't, doesn't matter. Matt Ryan, in my mind, could do no wrong. And there's a reason for that. Now, I'm not saying he's been great to start this year, but as far as experience goes, Matt Ryan is more qualified to call plays than whoever the guy is that they announce is going to be calling plays. He's also more qualified to be the... Matt Ryan should become the first ever head coach, offensive play caller, and quarterback in, in the history of the sport. He's more qualified than Jeff Saturday to be the head coach of this team. And the Colts just show you what an embarrassment. If I'm Matty Ice, I'm like, you know what? Get me the hell out of here. Let me go back to Atlanta and back up. Or call it quits. But get that money first, Matty. I just saw something pop up about Jeff Saturday. That's why I'm saying it. Think about where we are in sports. Vince Lombardi. Tom Landry. Joe Gibbs. Bill Parcells. Bill Belichick. And you name them, all these great legends throughout the history of the sport. Working their way to become great coaches in the NFL. And now Jeff Saturday working his way out of a broadcast booth or out from behind the desk to go run the Colts. It is, it's actually a disgrace to coaching. If I'm an NFL head coach, and you know I'm not, But if I'm an NFL head coach or somebody who's in coaching, I look at that and be like, you've got to be kidding me. They do it in baseball, too, though. Bring these guys down from the broadcast booth. Bring the guys down from uh, the front office. Have you ever managed before? No. All right. Well, you can apply this data, right? Sure. Sure can. You'll be our manager. Wink, wink. Data applicator. Could you imagine if at any point, like the last few years before this one, when the Giants were cycling out one (laughs) awful head coach after another, that... During the middle of the season, not even on a bye week, they just randomly one week fired, whether it was, you know, McAdoo, yeah, whatever, Sherman, whoever, and hired Strahan off the set of Good yeah, Morning America. Right, exactly. An, a great player, Hall of Famer, yeah. legend for that franchise who's been on TV for a long time. Yeah, right. Not qualified to be a head coach. 
The Giants have fired Ben McAdoofus and brought in Sean O'Hara. I mean, what are we doing here? Now, it's the Colts, so I really don't give a crap about them. I, I think they're a clown organization. I think they've proven to be that. Parks Frazier is the guy who's going to call the Colts plays. Pass game specialist and assistant something. I don't know. It just switched off. I was reading it off the scroll on ESPN. But, yeah, that's a good point. That's the equivalent. Giants are going to fire Pat Shermer and hire David Deal to run things. By the way, Deal, I think, is now in coaching, which is why he left the Sunday show. You know, he's going to work his way up the ranks in So he's more qualified than Jeff Saturday. Yeah, exactly. After a couple months. Exactly. He's doing it the right way. Imagine that. Had he been a little bit better of an offensive lineman, potentially he would have gotten the he would have gotten the call to be an NFL head coach right away. Oh my God, I can't wait to see them get embarrassed. And by the way, I have no issue with Jeff Saturday. What are we doing in sports where we we've gotten to this point where it doesn't matter who's the coach or who's the manager? It's they're minimizing the importance of that role and diminishing the value of, or or diminishing the role, forget about the value, diminishing the role of a manager slash head coach. And in the NFL, like you might be able to get away with it in baseball if you're talented or if the numbers are working that day. The NFL? Come on. Anyway, back to your calls. 877-337-6666. Danny is in Ozone Park. What's up, Danny? Hey, Sean, how are you? Good morning, Danny. How are you? Now, didn't Ursay come out and say there was no one on, no one in the building that could be a head coach? I, I don't know what he said exactly, but I thought he said that uh, they're they know what they're doing, they know how to build a team, and they were happy with uh, with um, Saturday taking over. Yeah, I think he said something like, "Oh, there's no one, there's no one in the building that can fill a head coaching shoe, something like that." But if I'm not, isn't John Fox part of that organization? I mean, didn't Fox, though, retire from coaching? I don't know how old he is at this particular point. Uh, eight games? You can throw him in there for eight games. Uh, yes. It's not that it's a big deal. Team senior defensive assistant? Uh, All right, well, put the headset on for eight games. We need you to the end of the year. Uh, yeah, I guess Fox is still there. Wow, huh? That's current right now. John Fox, senior defensive assistant. 40 years experience. Yeah, you're right. Right, put the headset on. We need you for eight, nine games, and you can go back to doing what you're doing afterwards. No, let's go with Jeff Saturday, who literally hasn't yeah. coached a game in his life. I mean, imagine that. Wait. They're lucky they just played the Patriots. Imagine that matchup. I can't even begin to think what it's going to look like with Saturday being a head coach. Like, he's going to get undressed on the sidelines. I, you know what? I'm almost inclined to think they might come out and, you know, win big. Against whoever they're playing. Well, yeah, well, let me look at this. Oh, they they might be. Oh, no, they're not on the bye week this week, are they? Let's see. I'm going to look it up and see. We got it right here. Colts are in Las Vegas. Raiders right now minus six. I am going to, you heard it here first. I am going to lay the wood with the Raiders. That is an anti Ursi, anti Saturday, anti lousy Colts pick. And maybe the Raiders bounce back and actually close out a win for a change. Give me the yeah, give they, me the Raiders on what day is it? Wednesday minus six over the Colts. All right, guy we'll, can't we'll coach. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, what's on your mind, Danny? Okay, so 
we're on the ground. So I like the I, I like the idea of the forty five million for four years. Okay. Now my thing is that he, if he would have opted in, if he didn't opt out of the contract, we were paying him what thirty two, thirty three million, I think, for the next two years. Yeah, sixty three million or something like that total, or sixty two million. Right. So they so they were already locked in for thirty plus million to him for the next two years. He opted out. We give him forty five. It's only fifteen million more. I say only fifteen. That's not my money, right. but it's only fifteen million more per year for the next two years. Then the two years after that, Serge is going to be off the off his contract. Right. So the money aspect is really not that big, you know. Yeah, interesting I, way I to look at it. it. So you're saying forty five for four, you would do. Forty-five for four, I would do. All right, one eighty. All right, maybe a little less. Maybe it gets one seventy-five. Something like that should be the sweet spot. Now, if he could beat that, I mean, good yeah, luck. If he could beat that, then uh, then I guess he's got it. You know, I but I just think the four-year deal is good. You know, it's not putting him to six years or. I mean, well, right, because I, I like your point, Danny. The way that you're looking at it, they were basically giving him, let's just say, thirty million a year anyway. So you're talking about an extra fifteen million for two years, so an extra thirty million, and then you get into let's see, thirty. Well, it would be forty-five times two plus thirty, so an extra hundred and twenty. I mean, you know, it's 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 not chump change, hundred and extra hundred twenty, but it's not a you know maybe not as bad as you init- as it initially seems, where it's like oh one eighty or one seventy-five. Well, you're already going to spend sixty anyway. So, right, one, so you're yeah. going for an extra one twenty over the course of four years. So you you know it, you get it an extra right, you, you get an extra two years out of him anyway, and to pay you right. know, those those two years regardless, or like you're gonna gonna cost you the forty two million or whatever it may be. So you're really just paying an extra thirty million on top of that. Right. So I mean, it's not it's not that bad, but. Uh, yeah, you know, they they but again they have to go out and they got to get. I think they got to get Trey Turner. I would definitely take Trey Turner over Nimmo. If they, you know if they're choosing between one and the other, I would definitely go Trey Turner. Agreed, hundred like percent. Trey you know, Turner's like style of baseball. He's a, he's a superstar. Brandon Nimmo's a solid yeah. player. Trey Turner's a superstar. And now, how would you? How would you go with the defensive alignment? Assuming you, you, where would you want Turner in center or second base? Um, I mean, I do, he is, you know, he's solid in both positions. I guess, so if Nimmo was to, we could move Marte to center, right? Then we and then have Nimmo, uh, yeah, have, um. McNeil and, you know, yeah, exactly. in the corner. Right, and they might need to and upgrade, then, uh, they might need to upgrade one of those spots. But, yes, I would have Turner at second. Right. He hasn't played center field, might be open to it. Maybe teams would think about that. Uh, reportedly prefers to play shortstop. Understood, but I, I'd bet you if the Mets gave him three fifty, or I don't know what he's going to get, but he's going to get a lot of money. But if they gave him the most money, he'll play second base. Yeah, of course. And you know what? Let's go for it all. Why don't we just get sign Correa too and put him at third? <laughs> yeah, right. Was, well, you know now what? you're being now, ridiculous. I'm like George, I'm, I'm like George Costanza. I, you know, I, I think I found a way that we could get Judge and Otani. We wouldn't have to give up that much. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I, no, I'd love to see that. That's the thing, though, Danny, too, you got to keep in mind, and thank you for the call, is that they may not admit it, but the Mets and Yankees will have more than an eye on what's going on with Otani and the Angels. And, that, and they should. Even by the moves that they make this offseason, 
prior to the start of the year, it is going to be with Otani in the back of their mind as a possibility. Hey, in the event he becomes free, you know, and and is available via trade, we got to make sure we have the proper pieces to put ourselves in a perfect spot to go land him. And you want to be able to pay him as well. You're not going to go nuts and go for broke with both DeGrom and Trey Turner when you might be able to go get Otani next year. Now, you also don't want to put all your eggs in the Shohei Otani basket because what happens if he doesn't want to come to New York? Or what happens if he wants to come to New York but wants to wear the pinstripes? The Mets aren't able to... You can't just say, well, we're going to go all in on Otani and miss out on Trey Turner because of it. I don't know how likely or realistic it is with Turner, but... You know, there is interest there, and it is possible. Anything's possible with money. And he's an excellent player. There's He's the complete opposite of Daniel Vogelback. There's nothing on the baseball field that Trey Turner cannot do. He can hit. He can hit for average. He can hit for power. He can run, steal bases. He can field. He can throw. He's versatile. Tommy's calling from Long Island. What's up, Tommy? Sal, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Tommy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just I, I got to tell you, man. It's it's. I'm a diehard Ranger fan, and this this game last night. You know, hockey, sixty minutes. You got to play sixty minutes of hockey. You know, you can't stop when you. Are you there, Tommy? I guess we lost him. You you. Huh. You're up two nothing against the Red Wings. You wind up losing in overtime. Okay, granted, it was a penalty, but you're up three one. You give up the first twenty seconds. You give up a goal, make it three two. The Islanders dominated the third period yesterday. They the Rangers could not keep up with them. Yeah, right out of the and, gate, they dominated the third period, yeah, scoring that I, quick I, goal. I, they had they had you know a, a solid fifteen minutes in in the. You know, second period where they they played, they scored a couple of goals. But you know what? You got to play sixty minutes of hockey. You cannot give up. You know, and think that you're gonna, you know, just breeze by with your with your three goals. Especially Island the Rangers. You know, you they could be in the they could be at the bottom of the barrel when those two teams get together. It's like playing playoff hockey. You you you, you know you're playing for your life and. It's been like that for a thousand years. They totally, you know, shanked it last night. They they had to win that game. Well, Shesterkin can't know. blow the Rangers as a team, but Shesterkin in particular can't blow a three-one third-period lead. No, you 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 got it. You gotta, you know. Listen, that I I thought that was a penalty. But oh, well, it day, was. I mean, the trip on Kako, yeah. yes, and then the goal followed. I know Galan was ticked off at that, and you know they were based. They didn't say flat out, but they were saying they deserved to win that game, and they did play. Extremely well, but ultimately the Islanders came back and took it from them. No, they 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 totally just took the carpet out from underneath them and just took off with it. And you know, not only that, I thought when they tied, I'm like, you know, at least the Rangers, you know, they'll squeeze a point out of here. That there's, you know, you 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 gotta at least get a point after you know performing like that in the third period. Yeah, to have three unanswered what? goals in the third is just it's it's bad. It's unacceptable. it's unacceptable. Right. It's unacceptable. One more thing. Um, on Degrom, I I think I I don't know. I the last caller was just saying I think you know forty five million. I don't know if I I mean is there any other pitches out there right now 
that are, you know, the Grom caliber where well nobody's a... nobody's the Grom caliber, but Carlos yeah. Rodon, Justin Verlander, uh, those right. are two or, guys. You know, I mean, you could pay maybe Verlander or, for two years or one year. I don't know, but Rodon and Verlander are probably the two top names. Right, but you know, Verlander, I don't. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't really see him going anywhere else at this stage of the game. You know, um, he's probably going to get you know, a, a deal from Houston again might not be a, a tremendous deal. I don't know how much longer he has, but isn't he like 37 or 38 years old? Right, he's like old. Yeah, I mean, he may get one or two so, more years, but maybe he wants to come play in New York. Maybe he's looking for a different challenge. You never know. But you're yeah, going to have to pay for him. Yeah, I, I think so. And as far as Otani, i got to tell you, you know, you as a, a Yankee Mets organization, you know, organizations that have money, I think they're gonna they're gonna set a piggy bank aside, you know, and and kind of keep it in the you know in, in on the kind of keep it in like as a as a a go to plan. I think every organization that has money is gonna set money aside for Otani. I mean, I I, I think they're all gonna be thinking about that. You, I mean, you have to. It would be know? reckless if you're not. But you're right. It's only gonna be now. Again, we don't know where he's gonna want to go. And thanks for the call, Tommy. Appreciate checking in. As far as does he want to be on the East Coast? Does he want to be in New York specifically? You're going to rule, be able to rule some teams out. First, you're going to have to have the money, which is going to be a lot. I mean, you might be talking about $60, $70 million a year. We, we talked the other day or last week about it. The guy might be worth $100 million a year. When you think about the off-the-field stuff as well, the marketing and you know, the way he would be overseas and how big it is in Japan and the the global phenomenon that he is and what it would mean for the organization that he signs with. That's invaluable. Plus he pitches at a high level, which is what? Worth 35, 40 million a year. Plus he's a high level offensive player, which is worth what? 35, 40 million a year. And combine the two. I mean, you could make a case if I were his agent and this guy's worth a hundred million bucks. Tell me he's not. Anyway, they have to. Now, remember, it's not just the money. To get him this year at the trade deadline, and there would be no better acquisition because you're getting both a bat and an arm. Need pitching? Otani's got you covered. Need a bat? Otani's got you covered. The challenging part would be what the value would be. Now, the Angels are going to take the best offer back, but... You know, maybe there's a team that's going to be willing to give up more prospects than the Mets or Yankees would. I bet you that's the guy the Yankees would go all in for. The Mets, I'm not so sure they would go all in. But remember, too, you're also going to have to pay him. And if you just wait until he hits free agency, maybe you have a chance. But you run that risk. Let's say the Yankees trade Volpe, Dominguez, Peraza, or Cabrera, You know, maybe a young arm or two. And they, and I don't know if it would take all that. The guy is going to be a free agent, but whatever it takes to get him. Let's say the Yankees do that. You think he's really going to sign with the Mets after experiencing life with the Yankees for a half a season or for the final two months of the season? I don't think so. And maybe even vice versa. Let's say the Mets go all in and get him. And Otani loves it in New York. He loves Steve and Alex Cohen. Loves being a Met. Those are two... You know, that's usually I would say all oh, the players are going to hit the free agent, the, the open market. But I, when you got two teams in the same town, I think you got to get a, a, a step up. You got to get ahead of the game. 
on the other in this particular case have an advantage. And probably more so the Mets because the Yankees are the Yankees. Otani knows about the New York Yankees. He does not know about the New York Mets. Not yet. But no doubt that teams will be saving a piggy bank for Otani in the event that they feel like they could be in on a free agent signing. And they should be saving some prospects in the event that he does likely become available at the trade deadline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. in football. Can't believe it, but we are. And hoops and hockey are both underway. Wager on all of it. Excuse me. Wager on all of it right now with Superbook Sports. Salicata here for the best wagering app around. Superbook has a dedicated team of odds makers in Las Vegas and now has a $1,000 first bet bonus when the sports world Is busy. Get busy winning money. Download the Superbook Sports app in New Jersey or visit Superbook.com and start placing your bets now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Tom is calling from North Brunswick. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Sal. Uh, You know know the cliche on any given Sunday? Yeah. (laughs) Now it's on on any given Saturday. You know, with the uh, coach Saturday is lame. Oh, now it took me. I was like, "Where are you going with this, Tom?" But yes, now I get I'm sorry. it. Right. No, I want to talk about the Mets. But oh, okay. uh, real quick before I start, I remember Francesa a long time ago, he, and he was serious too. He said he he, he could manage the Yankees. Remember that it was a long, long time ago. Yes. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable what's going on. I don't see. Oh, how you don't you don't think he could? Huh? You don't think he could? 
No, I think he could. Now, uh, here's the problem Mike would have, and it's not it's not a knock on Mike. It's just I think anybody that's not you know a former player or worked their way up in the minor leagues or whatever, how would you gain the respect of the players? Could Mike X's and O's manage a baseball game? Yes, I think that he could. But yeah, yeah. but getting the players to respect your decisions and you know that's the challenging part from an outsider. Well, yeah, that's 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 the uh, challenge. You know, that's uh, you have. To, it's hard enough. I mean, think about it. It's hard enough getting a guy like Boomer to respect, you know, a non-former athlete's opinion, right? So Boomer, we work with him now, but Boomer doesn't. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, I forget what the exact word is that they call. It, but Boomer was an athlete. He played. At the highest of levels, guy was an MVP. Why would he listen to anything we have to say? Yeah, NARP, exactly yeah, I, right. I know. And by the way, I think we're he should be in the Hall of, I think Boomer should be in the Hall of Fame too. Well, I'm not going to go um, that far. You mean Broadcasting yeah, well, Hall of Famer? No, the uh, oh, uh, oh. NFL. I mean, you know, uh, get to the Mets real quick, but uh, you know that, that since uh, again, the Super Bowl, he did his job and the defense didn't. You know, he took the remember they took the lead and it wasn't his fault, but. Mm-hmm. The reason why they lost, but anyway, I know, and that quick. sucks. But still, I mean, it wasn't MVP. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I love Boomer. I do great, great radio work and a, a quarterback. Mm. Real quick on the Mets, they have. Uh, I, w- I want them to keep the Grom as long as he's healthy. Uh, they have to, you know. I uh, I want him to stay. Uh, I don't want him. They cannot let him go to Atlanta or Philadelphia. That would be a major catastrophe. Well, um, why? why? But, I mean, if he wants to go, let him go. I don't yeah, think but not, not to arrival. I mean, uh, to, uh, that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be too good. Why? But you know, the, Met, the Mets. Uh, so I want to I want to keep him. I don't know what it's going to take, but I hope he stays. Um, Nimmo is a good, good, a very good leadoff hitter. He scored a over a hundred runs. He's not a superstar, but and they got to you know they have other work to do. They got to sign. Uh, well, I mean, they got to talk to McNeil, Nimmo. Uh, mm-hmm. Walker. Would you keep Walker and Bassett? No, I don't think I want either of those guys. Bassett had a. I know he spit the bit in the last two games and the big, big games, but he did it. He did, you know, he played pitch pretty well all year. They got to. They can't just let everybody go. Yeah. To, who would you replace him with? Not. I don't want Bassett. I mean, Carlos Rodon would be. Look, first, let's figure out Degrom. That's the thing. If they have Degrom, then I would be okay with with um, Tyler McGill with David Peterson. You know, they're probably going to pick up Carlos Carrasco's fifteen million dollar option. So there's your rotation right there, potentially with five guys. Now, how are you going to add the depth yeah, that they yeah, want? I forgot about McGill. I like McGill. He just he was injured all last year. I think he'll be fine if he's right. healthy. Well, I mean, he's um, a guy. Tyler McGill. Here's the thing: if you're spending ninety million dollars in the top two guys in the rotation, you're going to have to have some other guys fill out the rotation that aren't getting paid a lot. That's Tyler McGill any, and David Peterson. Do they have anything down in the minor leagues, like any pitcher that's ready to pretty soon? Uh, uh, I'm not 100% uh, sure on that. Fleas, yeah, do you know if the Mets have that. anybody that's ready to come up uh, from the minors that you would know? Right, they don't. I think that is the issue. Fleas just said it. They don't yeah, have anybody yeah. that's ready to come up. I mean, you're seeing the guys with Tyler McGill and David Peterson. Yeah. Those are the guys who are ready right now. And I, and I like them, too. I, I, as I said, I think McGill will be uh, – he was injured a lot. I think he'll be fine. But uh, but Sal, the Mets the Mets have to. I mean, yeah, the pitching is important, and I'm glad they signed uh, Diaz. They had to. But uh, the, the Mets need another bat. I mean, uh, uh, Aaron Judge would be beautiful in right field, but I don't, I don't doubt that'll happen. Well, they already said they're not going to go after Judge, yeah, and, and sure. you know, they don't want to. Well, they, the reason why they don't want to go after Judge is because they don't want to ruffle the Yankees' feathers. Yeah. There's a healthy respect there for one another. 
Blah, 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 blah. So unless the Mets felt the Yankees were totally out of it, they're not going to drive up the price. They're not going to get into a bidding war yeah, I, I with the I Yankees on. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, I'd be shocked. No, I think it's, you know, you know I, I, don't, I don't think it's bad business, but it is weird. You know, so what does that mean? So every Yankee free agent is off limits? I mean, there's a couple of reasons. Yeah. Maybe the Mets are using that as an excuse to not want to get into the deep end of the pool year and go give, you know, $350 million to Aaron Judge, but... If Judge were a free agent from, say, the Rockies, you don't think the Mets would be all over him? No, and they would be. And they we'll better see, be. We'll see what happens. I mean, I they tell better you one be. Thing, Thursday at five o'clock is going to be real interesting. Yeah. I mean, not exactly. Now, you know, I know. I don't think anything's going to happen right away, but uh, but the Mets definitely need another bat. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, you know. Uh, Right, but then the question is, how big is that bat? And uh, Trey Turner. He's yeah, but all right. Let's say they go. Let's say huh? they go all in on Trey Turner. Then what? What does that mean for Otani? Are the Mets out of the mix then on Otani? No, I, I would uh, keep my eye on that too. Oh, well, Otani. Well, how much money do you think they're going to spend? I mean, if they well, you then, want to so say you want the Grom back? Owner. Now I know he has to be careful with the other owners, but we got an owner that can spend anything he wants. No, no but but Tom, you got to be realistic here. You can't give the Grom and Scherzer. Forty-five million a year, and then Avalon Door at three hundred forty million for the total value, and then go get Trey Turner, which is going to be over three hundred million, and then go get Otani, which may be four hundred million. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Sal. You just can't do but, that. Uh, I mean, you can't have everybody. Yeah, can, as much as I like uh, it. You know, the other owners would probably go crazy about it, but uh, I just want the, uh, you know, I just want the Mets to be a. Uh, I have complete faith in them now. You know the Wilpons on the team. They wouldn't even uh, they wouldn't sign anybody. They'd probably get go cheap. So we won 101 games. And we're good. And this guy's not. Well, they wouldn't have won probably 101 games if it were prior. And thank you for the call, Tom. Appreciate you checking in. If it were prior ownership, you, we wouldn't be talking about the same thing. They wouldn't have had Max Scherzer. Degrom would be gone with certainty. Edwin Diaz wouldn't be here. I mean, maybe the Mets find a way to bring one guy back, but. You know the deal. It was different. We saw it. We saw it play out. If Steve Cohen was running things back when Jose Reyes was a free agent, he would have never left. Good or bad, I mean, Jose Reyes would have been here. Another prime example of a guy, Reyes, who left to take the most money and guarantee he regretted it. I mean, he basically, I don't, I don't remember if he said it, but if he didn't come flat out and say it, you know that he did. Anyway, it just shows you that. And I'll, I'll tell you, and I know it's a, obviously it's a different circumstance with the amount of money that these guys get, but any time in my life I've ever made a decision based solely on money, it has been the wrong decision. And after a while, I started to learn, you know what, I am not, it's obviously a factor, it's always going to be a factor, but I will never again make a decision solely based on money. And I think a lot of times these free agents they do it solely based on money, and they end up regretting it. Val's in the Bronx. What's up, Val? Good morning, Sal. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good morning, Val. How are you? Man, I, I am filled with admiration and respect for you, sir. What I do now? You did, you did something so, I mean, in a funny kind of way. It was a love-hate kind of thing. But I talked to you last night. I remember. And after you came back from after you came back from the break, you talked about something Yankee, and I was like, "Why would he do that to me?" 
why would he say something like that after he clicked the phone and hung up on me? Because what you said was so poignant. And it was so, so, like, it was, like, so spot on. That what was I, it? Ever since that, I've been, I've been itching all day to give you this call so I could talk to you. Well, okay, so I'm going to get to it. Since last season when they had the Jita day, right? Mm-hmm. I've been hearing all these rumblings about, yo, what about Jita as GM? What about GM, uh, Jita as GM? And I knocked it out. The, I didn't even give it any thought because we all know, you know, Cashman's name is hyphenated. It's actually Cashman and hyphen. <laughs> Stern, Steinberg, you know yeah, right, right. Yeah, so that, that wouldn't have happened. But you got to it towards the end of your rant when you were talking about it, and I think that solves my problem. And it is the perfect answer for what I need. Cashman is, is, as much as people might say that, you know, there's certain players that he got that were mistakes and stuff like that, he also has found reclamation projects. He's also been the guy for the past 25 years that has brought in anybody that signed their dotted name to a line on the contract and put on the pinstripes. So he is, he is good at that part of his job. The issue I have with him, and I've told you this time and time again, is this whole balance with what we're doing now with the analytics and how it's getting out mm-hmm. of off, off rails and it's getting out of hand with how much emphasis they put on it. Did you hear that? You uh, that did you hear the podcast, the Drink Champs or whatever the hell it's called? I saw you mention that, and I, I, I'm trying to go look for that because I want to hear what, what uh, the quotes. I want to hear it straight out of his mouth what he actually said when he was talking to Noriega. That, that was a good plug, too, because I'm going to yeah. go looking for that. Yeah, you got to see it. But, yeah, I want to see his face. And drink hear, champs, as he say, so I could pick up the tone. And drink champs is when, the when... drink champs is the name of the podcast or the Twitter handle, and they have, uh, I think they tweeted out some of the clips. I was, I'm gonna go looking for it. Yeah, but to get back to my point, towards the end of it, you because you started off talking the same thing that everybody. Why not just bring him in as GM? Heck, let him and Cashman flip spots. Let him go down to Miami. Let mm-hmm. let Gita come here and let's see what happens. And then towards the end, you got to what I think actually answers my question. Why, why can't we have a scenario where Derek is kind of like a Sandy Alderson in the Yankee administration? He's like a president. He's, he's not replacing Brian as GM, but he's that voice in the room, that athlete voice in the room that can, even if he doesn't win every battle or win every argument, at the very least, the sentiment can be put out there and he can argue back at Cashman and to some extent Boone as far as all of the, the, the overly analytic decisions we make. And he can actually keep them, I, I don't want to say keep them honest, but just bring them back down to reality and say, you know what, that's a good idea, but that's not. And actually have somebody who debates Cashman where it's not just his final word. I thought it was such a brilliant idea. I, I wish I could start a hashtag Get Jeter back home because that would actually well, there solve all is, my problems. Well, I don't know if it would solve all the Yankee problems, Val. And thank you for the call. As always, we appreciate listening and checking in. But there have been people, and I don't. I mean, Val, heck, for all I know, you may have brought it up to me months ago or weeks ago. People brought it up and, and loved the idea of the possibility. Matter of fact, it was the combo. It was not only Derek Jeter coming back to the Yankees and running things. But Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly coming back with him and being his manager. Tell me a Yankee fan right now that would not love to have Derek Jeter and Don Mattingly running things, specifically in place of Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. And before you say, oh, well, they're not Jeter's not as qualified. No, BS. Derek Jeter 
knows what it takes to win. Jeter obviously knows the importance of information. But he also knows that while the game has gone overly analytical, that there's still great importance in being able to read people and understand people. And you can't make decisions based solely on stats. And the way that Jeter put it in one of those clips that I saw from that uh, Drink Kings, whatever the hell it's called, podcast. I always get the name messed up. The Noriega podcast. One of the clips he was saying, and it's really great. You should watch either the, the clips or listen to the whole thing, whatever it may be. But it's just great perspective from Jeter. He was talking about how Joe Torre used to tell him, you can't measure a player's heart. They could try to come down with all these numbers and all that, but you can't measure a player's heart. And Jeter took it a step further saying, yeah, it's great you could look at the numbers, but what a guy did in, say, Milwaukee or Cincinnati is different with no pressure without being under the spotlight than it would be in New York. So how do you quantify those numbers? And then you wonder why the Yankees continue to fail when they go out there and bring in guys like Sonny Gray, like Frankie Montas. Yankees need to stop messing around with Oakland. But And those are just to name a few. But you bring in certain players that seem great on the stat sheet, and then you apply them in New York, and it doesn't work because they can't. Or Joey Gallo may be one because they can't handle the pressure. Now, Joey Gallo was always a high strikeout guy, but he used to hit a lot of homers. And with the Yankees, he just struck out a lot. And obviously couldn't handle the pressure. Hey, on the stat sheet, it looks great. Yeah, but in reality, no good. Yankees, this is not just to sit here and say, oh, they need to fire Brian Cashman because he stinks. That's not the case. Or Aaron Boone. I don't believe this is Aaron Boone's fault. But they could do better than Aaron Boone in the dugout. And I think it's time for a change with Brian Cashman. It's been time for a change. Now, the problem is it's not going to happen. It should have happened after last season, the disappointing regular season, and then getting ousted in the wild card round. But it's not going to happen. Didn't happen then, not going to happen now. But if it were to happen, boy, would Derek Jeter be the perfect replacement. 877-337-6666. And it's not just because of nostalgia reasons. It's because I believe Jeter can actually do the job and do it well. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Got it back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Giants returning this week to action, taking on the Texans at home. These are two huge games for the Giants because they're playing teams that they should beat, the Texans and then the Lions, of course. And I don't want a little slip-up from the Giants ahead of the big showdown on Thanksgiving Day Giants, Cowboys in Dallas. And 
You know, I love everything about this Giants team. I don't trust them 100%, though. There's still, to me, the unknown where I worry. You know, they don't have the, that talent. It's not Dable. It's not the coaching. It's not Saquon Barkley. Maybe not even Daniel Jones. They just don't have the talent enough to where I could fully trust them and know definitively, yeah, they're going to go out there and beat the Texans and the Lions. They'll show me something by handling business. Now, I would lean toward yes, but I'm just being honest. In my gut, I don't 100%. I don't have that conviction that I feel like I should have if I were to believe in a team. But I love Brian Dable. I think he is the man. And I love the way he handled the press conference yesterday. We're meeting the media yesterday where they were asking him about McKinney and Hey, what happened? He said, hey, we're disappointed. Or he didn't even say we're disappointed. He said, we feel, I feel bad for him. You know, blah, 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 blah. And then the reporter doubled down by saying, you said you feel bad for him, but do you are you mad at him for breaking the contract? He's like, I'm going to stick with what I said. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for us. Like the reporter was clearly trying to get Dable to say something negative about McKinney and not adhering to his contract, hurting himself, you know, messing around with ATVs. And Dable shot him down without hesitation, like, no, I'm just going to stick to what I just told you, essentially, you clown. Now, I'm obviously elaborating on that. I think that's what Dable wanted to say. I saw it in his face. I could see in his face that that's what he wanted to say, but in reality, he just said, no, I'm going to stick with what I originally just said. We feel bad for him and feel bad for us and, you know, got to figure out a way to get by until he comes back. 877-337-6666. Michael's in Yapank. What's up, Michael? How are you? Uh, not bad. How are you, Michael? Good, good. That was me that called you with the Jeter Maddening thing back in, back when it happened in the beginning. I, I was the one that brought that up. Well, you. there you go. And I'm sure you weren't yeah. alone, Michael. There were uh, a few. I, I think I remember taking a few calls on it, but um, good job bringing that uh, up with Derek yeah. Jeter. Now, it's not realistic, unfortunately. No. But, yeah. No. It would have been and nice. That's what you said. That you just said back then, too. Just, you know, and I still think they should have done Maddening instead of Blue, but whatever. The reason I'm calling you, remember when Cohen bought the, the match? Mm-hmm. He basically said two big things. One, he wants the World Series to win the World Series in a few years. And he wants five years. He said something like the, a five. I, a, a, that, five years. that was the expectation, yeah. Right. And he wants to see for the franchise and respect and be a leader every year. So, big thing, Evan brought it up today. Is that a single match that ever started as a match is never going to go to the Hall of Fame? Gave him the closest, but he's hurt. I'm well, he's not close. I got Michael. I got to let you go. Your phone was bad. I tried to let it go there as long as I could. Couldn't hear you, but I tried hard enough to piece things together, and I think I understood what you were saying or your point was about Degrom, where Degrom is a homegrown guy, started as a Met, finished as a Met, Hall of Fame, and the Mets have not had that. But there's no guarantee DeGrom's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's got to pitch his rear end off the next few years if he wants to be considered for the Hall of Fame. He's not there yet. You know, and also, I'm not I'm not getting caught up in the emotions of it. Sometimes I do. I don't know why in this particular case I don't have that, but I don't. And maybe it's because of all the stuff that I've heard, right or wrong, good or bad, Maybe that's it. Because as a Mets fan, how could you not love Jacob DeGrom and what he did in 2018 and 2019? Or 2015, if you go back further. Or 2014. 
How could you not? But I'm telling you how I feel. Honestly, I'm not making it up. I genuinely don't feel a connection there. I love homegrown players. That's fine. I mean, look, I loved Mike Piazza. He came from L.A., so I really don't care. But, yeah, I, I do understand it's more special when you see him from start to finish of their career. I think it'd be great for DeGrom to retire a Met, honor him, retire the number 48. Maybe he's a Hall of Famer one day. It'd be great. I do not have that emotional attachment or investment the way that Evan does, who you referenced, or maybe some other Met fans. And like I said, I don't know why that is the case. Henry's calling from Long Island. What's up, Henry? Hey, how's it going, Sal? First time caller, long time listener. We appreciate you calling, Henry. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I just got caught up in the Islander Ranger game. Obviously, a lot of back and forth. Uh, I don't really know how to feel. I guess if I can sum it up in three words, I guess I would say yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> oh man, that's not hey, that's fair, it. Henry. I, I could, I could go to bed easy. Tonight, you know, knowing that the Islanders won the season series from the Rangers. Obviously, the Rangers mm. had a much better season last year than the Islanders. I'm hoping the reversal of fortunes of sorts this year. But I think both teams will do very well. I just wanted to get to what you were saying earlier about the obvious uh, penalty on Wolstrom at the end. I went back and watched this um, quite a bit after the game because I just wanted to see what exactly happened. Boy, trip taco. That's what happened. Uh, nah, if, if, if you look really closely, and it's, it's hard because of the angle that they gave you on the screen, everything happened so quickly, and then you were focused on the goals. But what actually happened is uh, Kako had the, the puck on the board, and Wallstrom was coming up to check him from behind. His stick never hit his skates. What happened was Kako was trying to step over his stick and then fell backwards. Hmm. So I think it was a good non-call. Obviously, hockey is a very... Uh, quick sports, hard to make that. Now look, uh, I didn't make the excuse, FYI. I was just saying what happened. I mean, I didn't make the excuse, and that's why the Islanders came and stole that game from the Rangers. Rangers had a two-goal lead, 3-1 in the third period. Islanders came and, st- and took it from them, so they get credit. But that was a penalty. Well, I, I think you could see it either way. I don't know. It's hard to say, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of calls that go like that. So I know yeah, there's it a happens. Couple- no, I'm not complaining about it. Maybe Ranger fans are, but, you know, whatever. Look, you give the Islanders credit, and the Islanders have been the better team so far. And certainly yeah. head-to-head, beating them twice. Well, the best team out of all of them right now are the Devils. So, you know, all, all, all three teams are going to go through spurts of up and down. I think the Islanders, their their biggest problem right now is that they're slow. They need to get faster. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that the Blues continue to spiral downwards and maybe they can get a hold of Tarasenko. Um, my, maybe Patrick Kane. No, really. Hey, Henry, did you get any of uh, Pop Van's socks? Oh, I heard Pop Van's cups. Oh, no, I, I thought it was Pop Van. He's selling socks now, Pop Van socks. Oh, Pot Van socks. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was at the uh, Islander game. At oh, UCF yeah, game. when it was thrown out there. And thank you for the call, Henry, and congrats on your Islanders win. Marco, did you get any of those Pot Van socks? Uh, I got a little bit of it, yes. Yeah. You're a Ranger fan, right? Correct. You like Pot Van socks? Eh. Yeah. Clever, right? Mm. Are you one of the Ranger fans that don't like the chant still? Yeah, I think I'm done with it. Really? Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's such tradition. Yeah. You know what I love about it? Is that I remember when I first learned of it, 
you know, when you go to the garden, they explain to you, yeah, whoever yeah. it was, I forget exactly who explained it to me. It might have been one of my buddies, Chris, who used to go to the game. And I was like, what is this? And then he explained what happened. And then, mm-hmm. then passing that on, you know, passing it on to my nephew a couple of years ago, last year, whatever, took him to his first game. I love it. Yeah. I get it. And they do it too, you know, in inopportune times or awkward times. But come on, Marco, it's Sorry. fun. I have no interest in it. No. So you don't like, and you wouldn't buy Popvin socks? No. I would not. When I was doing the whistle just now, did you pick up on what I oh, was doing? Oh, you know, I knew exactly what it was, yes. You think he and, did? And I smiled. Do you think Henry did or no? Uh, no, I think okay. Henry was a little slow on the take there. He was like, "What? what's happening? I here? think at the end he was starting to figure out that something was going on, but I don't know if he knew <laughs> exactly what it was. Is this radio guy whistling? Or I don't just blow past it. I give you credit. Just keep going. Don't get distracted. That's good. You got a point to me? Yeah, exactly. That's 101 right there. Yeah, exactly. Just keep moving. He'd fit right in. See fire? All right, 877 <laughs> Can you cut tape? Can you? <laughs> have you? Had, hey, we're gonna be like the Colts. You have any experience doing it? No. Okay. Great. You're hired. <laughs> You're in. Can you work? Can you just show Perfect. up? Perfect. Just be here. A it warm body in studio. We'll figure oh, it the out. The Colt equivalent would be hiring them for like your job or to host afternoons. Yeah, that's a good point, right? <laughs> or I guess as the coach, not a player, we'd be hiring someone off the street to be Spike. Yeah, that is true when you think about it. The equivalent. A head coach. You believe that with no experience? That is quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And that's that's and I'm really I'm not I'm not overblowing it. And you know what's funny? Remember how they were there was a report a few years back about the Browns being interested in Condoleezza Rice <laughs> taking over as a head coach? Yeah. She's yeah. probably more qualified than Saturday. We were like at the time, what the hell? Where does this come from? And it makes me think now that that was like a legitimate thought. You know, it's it's funny too. When this thing, when when all the stuff came down with Saturday yesterday, I happened to be in your uh, in the afternoon yesterday, mm-hmm. and I, I we were just hearing it. And Tiki walked past me. So Tiki Barrett, and he looks at me, and he's like, "Are we serious?" And I'm like, "Tiki, I'm like, if that guy's in front of you." In the locker room, like, doesn't the first thing you have to say is, guys, look, I get it. I know. I shouldn't be here. Right. I'm not coming in. Let's be professionals. And he just started laughing. He's like, I don't know. Can you walk in there and just try to be the guy? Like, how can you try to be the boss? The one thing I wouldn't worry about with him is getting the player's attention. Right? Because he should have their respect as an all-time great player. I I would worry about it more like... He doesn't yeah. know the playbook? Yeah, right, the X's and O's. He doesn't know any of the coaching staff? He doesn't right. know anybody on the team? Right, all that, the above. But I'm saying, but how do you come in and then you're going to be in charge of this? Right. You know I, You know what? I'm in charge. We're going to set this thing straight. Yeah. Uh, what is this play? Yeah. Like, Who are, are you again? Yeah, like, are we serious? Name tags, please. Yeah, Actually, you, you have, you have you to wear your jerseys into the meetings. Well, that's what I'm saying. you got to put, like, you know, we're in high school. you got to put the tape over your, over your forehead <laughs> on the helmet to figure out who the yeah. hell you are. Like, You guys got to think bigger. Those might be problems, but they're in the top quartile of the upper quartile of that top quartile in wins in the last, you know, however oh, many years. Ursay's an embarrassment. Fire yourself. Quit, please. I'm begging you. At least they figured out who's going to call plays on Sunday because that was step one. They, no one on that staff had ever called a play in the NFL. They, I know. That's and they got to get together and figure out, you know what? You do it. I said before, they seriously, and they're benching him, and they're paying him a lot of money. They would have been better off letting Matt Ryan call the plays. What about, like, the Matt best Ryan's Madden player in the world? Yeah, Are they right. better have off with that guy over. or Jeff Saturday? Well, you know what? You might as well. Why don't you have a contest and see whoever does best in the, on Saturday and then have them call plays on Sunday? Why not? Yeah, right. Might do better ratings than Colts Raiders. My, I mean, my high school 
uh, or ninth grade baseball coach. Now, it benefited me, so I liked it, but it was just a weird way to do it. He used to determine the starter for the game based on 10 grounders he'd hit. And whoever went like 10 of 10 or 9 of 10, whoever was better out of the grounders got the start, which I always thought was weird, but I was good at fielding, especially in practice like that. So for me, all right, I was going to start at shortstop. That's essentially what you want to have, a little challenge prior to the actual game. All right, who can who can call the plays the best here? And let's see them go out there and open things up on, on Sunday. I, I'm insane. Gonna, I'm going to take a little guess here. You guys weren't very good. Um... No, that is actually not true. I think we were okay. I missed a couple of games with the chicken pox, of all things. Really? Uh, one year. This was ninth grade. Um, what the hell was his name? Really? Something with an M. We weren't bad. I don't think we were. I, it was a good baseball school at the time, but I don't remember how. I mean, that's almost Larry Brownish. It was, where it's, it was Bush hey, are you from sure. this town? You get yeah. to start today. Oh, no, it was Bush League. Nobody <laughs> took him seriously. Nobody took him seriously. But like I said, it was a great opportunity for me because you were playing right to my strength. If it were... See who could hit 10 of 10? I'd be out. I'd be riding the pine. But this was up my alley. Yes, coach. Yes, coach. Oh, God. I had fun with that. You believe that, though? No, I don't. That's, yeah, that's, that's awful. You know what? I mean, he went to the Jim Irsay school then because that's awful. All right, here's what we're going to do, boys. Feel the grounders. That's one. All right, that's two. Might be a little better than our coach. We used to have to play on the blacktop. Used to hit rockets. Everybody like one out, and I'm a catcher, so I just right. stood there. I didn't do anything in fielding practice. I just stood next to him, and it was always like, "Coach, do you really need to? They'll come at you like this in the game." I said, "Are we playing on the, the asphalt? Yeah. <laughs> right. Did I miss something? Are we playing the right. game in the parking right. lot? Was this 1950? We're playing, uh, you know, stickball on the uh, black. I mean, guys were bloody by the time they end of practice. Um, but don't you think the Matt Ryan thing would have been a better hire? Matt Ryan's an experience Look, who's been many under uh, uh, under many different offensive coordinators. Guy who knows the playbook in and out. You're not going to let him play. Let the guy call the plays. You know what? I would actually go the other way. I would say let the guy play and call the plays in the huddle. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. He should be the first ever head coach, offensive coordinator, and quarterback. Well, I mean, He's more qualified than anybody in the organization. Matter of fact, I wish he had enough money to buy or say out. He'd run that thing better. Make it like 1960s football where you're just calling the plays in the huddle. He and knows just what he's doing. There. Now, he doesn't know that offense that well because he's only been in it for sure, a few months. Sure, but he still knows it better than anybody else But there. I guarantee you he knows and it better well than enough. Jeff Saturday. That's yeah, what I mean. Right. At least he knows what the terminology is. That's why, like, And it's the idea like, oh, well, he played in the NFL. Of course he knows. No, it's a different – it's it's like a different language. He knows the football. He just doesn't know their terminology for what they're doing. That's a problem. You got a guy standing on the sideline listening to the headset and going, I have no idea what this play is. This would be a problem if they hired him a year ahead of time. The fact that they hire him in season. Oh, here you go. They were the in-season hard knocks team last year. Wow, do I wish they were that this year. Yeah, right. That would be incredible television. No, I still hate their guts, what they did to Matty Ice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 